Hey there. My name's Tim. Welcome to The Table, the podcast edition. The Table is a community that exists to make room to explore what we believe. What you're about to hear is an edited version of something that we call the talkie bit. We're sharing it with the hope that it can be a positive catalyst and encouragement to you in your own explorations. In our experience, exploring what we believe can sometimes be hard work, and we don't think anybody should have to do that alone. We're able to offer this because of the generous support of donors both within and beyond a local community. If you want to contribute to keeping it going, you can find information about how to do that at thetablewinnipeg.com. Thanks for dropping by. Last time I was here, I did a bit of the yoga teaching, and I mentioned that during that course, the land acknowledgement kind of brought on a new meeting, a meaning. Um... And I've, I've still been, I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been um, trying to embrace, um, I try to say the new name for Abhi, Abhinoji Mikina. <laughs> um, and I, I just, I feel this great gratitude for the people who, welcomed us and continue to welcome us and, and the grief for the harm um, people from part of my heritage have done. Um, and so that just, that still sits with me today. Um, so most people know I live alone. Uh, I mean with my dog, but no other humans. So maybe it's not a surprise I'm curious about loneliness. The thing is, living alone itself doesn't make me lonely. Lack of connection does. I have no personal experience of this, but I suspect there's households full of lonely people. Um, Sorry, full households with lonely people. (laughs) I looked up the definition of lonely from vocabulary.com. And it's lacking companions or companionship. I think that it can be easy to see hundreds of people a day and miss companionship. I'm pretty sure I joined church back in 2000 because I was desperately lonely. I made choices and didn't listen to my gut for at least 14 years because I craved connection, so I chose to ignore the cognitive dissonance some of my beliefs with some of the beliefs that actually don't work for me. Then there was a pandemic in which I spent a lot of time alone. It's funny because my friends all assumed I would be okay because of my introverted personality. In my opinion, everyone needs to be in proximity to other humans sometimes. And I recently discovered that I'm actually probably an extroverted neurodivergent person, but that's a whole nother talk. Um, So I use ChatGPT, like I do these days, uh, to research some of the impacts of loneliness. The first one that comes up is mental health. Loneliness is strongly associated with various mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem. Prolonged feelings of loneliness can increase the risk of developing mental health disorders. It's really interesting. A speaker, um, podcaster, who's no longer a podcaster that I value, Mike McCart, um, has told the story and, and put this in his book about... Uh, study they did with rats 
And what they did is they basically could get rats addicted to all kinds of things. And um, they found that if they had the rats together, it basically would cure their addiction. Um, so I always was, I always, I had this thought, it's like, I want to go to rat camp, like whatever, whatever the human version of that, of, of needing that connection. Physical health, loneliness is not just lim, lim, limited to physiological, psychological effects. It also affects physical health. Studies have shown that chronic loneliness is associated with increased levels of stress, higher blood pressure, weakened immune system function, and higher risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cognitive decline. Now, I'm not saying I'm particularly lonely, uh, but I am also getting to the age where there is certain cognitive, <laughs> like you just notice things, right? You lose nouns. Um, and sometimes for me too, if I've been alone too much, like just all logic kind of goes away, I can't solve problems anymore, that kind of thing. Um, so there is increased risk of that. Um, sleep problems, loneliness can disrupt sleep patterns and lead to various sleep problems. Social relationship, that one sounds obvious. Loneliness often leads to a cycle of isolation. So, but this is interesting too, because I think a lot of people in this room, in the virtual room will understand like, after COVID, like I didn't know how to people really, like how to be in person with people, like big groups and all like, I'm like people. Like, wow, I don't, I don't, like, it was hard enough to navigate, like, during the pandemic. And then even when things, you know, we stopped wearing masks and, you know, restrictions were, I still didn't quite know how to be in groups and that kind of thing. I remember the first time I flew, too, like, I, I, like, I left liquids in my carry-on. Like, I travel all the time. Like, I, I, I was just like, I cannot believe I did that. And the guy's like, it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I'm good at this. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, mortality risk. Research has shown that chronic loneliness is associated with increased risk of premature mortality. Um, I don't know. I didn't look up studies, but I do know um, anecdotally a lot of the people, a lot of the, um, a lot of older people that were in homes and unable to see their loved ones during the pandemic, you know, just passed away prematurely with no explanation. And, um, quality of life, obviously, I think loneliness can significantly reduce quality of life, leading to just decreased life satisfaction, impaired functioning, and increased overall social well-being. Social media and technology. While social media and technology provide opportunities for connectivity, research suggests that excessive use of these platforms may contribute to feelings of loneliness and social isolation, especially when they replace face-to-face -face interactions. Uh, during the pandemic, this the uh, term of doom scrolling came up. And I never wrote about it, but I wonder what was really happening. Because I don't think that the majority of people were scrolling to look for doom. I think they were scrolling to look for hope and finding doom. And I think um, 
you know, I've noticed, like, I've, you know, periodically take breaks from social media or at least take it off my phone. And I've noticed, like, when I come back, I'm like, man, like, that nobody's saying much on here that's that important. Um, and, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's kind of interesting that way. So speaking of the Ministry of Loneliness, so Judy and Tim Platt have both mentioned the Ministry of Loneliness in UK. Um, given that it impacts the above, I think it really makes sense they created this. I have a little bit of a uh, special interest in watching like reality shows from the NHS, the National Health Service in England, and I can see the impact of loneliness on, on some of those real people. So I, I'm not surprised. Um, I think, uh, unfortunately, it was only created in 2018. So I'm not sure uh, you can see many wins yet, given the pandemic. But here's what they planned. Uh, they appointed a minister for loneliness. Um, can you imagine? <laughs> I, I'm the minister for loneliness. There is an amazing video that I watched, though, that uh, uh, takes the vo a bunch of voicemails that that person got and just plays them. And these are regular people, like, doing nine-to-five jobs. Like, the, yes, there's, like, it was just a span of, of, you know, hey, I just moved here. I'm just so lonely. I'm just so desperate. Like, it, it was across all demographics. Um, so they published the loneliness strategy, which outlines a comprehensive approach for addressing loneliness, focusing on four key areas, improving community infrastructure, promoting social prescribing, encouraging the use of technology for connectivity, <laughs> and <laughs> increasing research on data collection and lo on loneliness. Social prescribing was an interesting one. The UK emphasized the role of social prescribing in combating loneliness. Social prescribing involves connecting individuals with non-medical sources of support, such as community group, exercise programs, and arts activities. By prescribing these activities, health care professionals aim to improve well-being and alleviate loneliness. That'd be kind of interesting, like your doctor, like, I subscribe a chess group for you, <laughs> or, or prescribe. Um, uh, there's a loneliness innovation fund that um, provides financial support to organizations and community projects that aim to tackle loneliness and promote social connections. And then they had a campaign and awareness initiatives, um, one of which was a video I watched. Or it, you didn't actually see the people, but they, yeah, they just had all the recordings on there and it was quite something. So did it work? Well, it's kind of challenging to evaluate the direct impacts of the Ministry of Loneliness because it's only been a few years, but it has helped raise awareness. Um, and they've contributed to the development and implementation of support programs across the country and continued research. So, I mean, maybe the UK are people to watch on this. Um, so how to combat loneliness? Um, you know, there's some key, there's some stock things people will say. Social support programs, of course, uh, therapy and counseling, uh, volunteer work and community engagement, 
technology-based solution. So it's kind of a catch-22, right? If you're just scrolling on Facebook, um, you're not going to, you're probably going down a rabbit hole that may not be helpful for you. But there's other things like, you know, watching us on Facebook, watching us on Facebook Live, connecting on Zooms, you know, finding people that have similar interests to you. Um, and for me, it, it was truly helpful during the pandemic. Intergenerational programs. Uh, so programs that facilitate interactions between different age groups. Um, I feel like we've lost a lot of that. Um, which is unfortunate. Animal-assisted interventions, so interacting with animals, therapy dogs, or cats. I've never heard of therapy cats. It could be interesting. Uh, and education and awareness campaigns. When I thought about this talk, I was hoping I would come up with more insightful offering that wasn't just based on research. Um, I even purchased a book, uh, but it really was about how to talk to people which um, I'm sure learning to be authentic in interactions is helpful, but it's not really the only problem. We have a society that is built on doing stuff ourselves. So here was where I wanted us to have a discussion. 